Welcome back to Season 2 of the Aware Podcast. In this global podcast, Nikki and Sarah, your hosts, chat to inspirational guests who have all had a breakthrough moment in either life, leadership or business. We share our adventures as we talk through the moments, courage, laughter and insight. A big thank you to all our listeners and we hope that you're going to enjoy Season 2 as much as you did Season 1. Don't forget rate, review, subscribe and share to keep us moving forward. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, listeners. We have a special treat today, a wonderful woman that I know also as a friend, but she's just released her uh, first book called Happy Hour. It's a fantastic read. I'm loving it. It's, it's a tearjerker and a, a funny book as well. It's, it's got a lot in there. And as you go through it, you, you're drawn into this world that you're not sure you wanted to go into, which is fascinating, which is about <laughs> grief, and, grief and loss. And the characters are vivid. They are really true to life. And so I'm really enjoying it. So we'd like to welcome the amazing Jackie Byron. Hello, ladies, and thank you for having me. And hello, listeners. It's an absolute pleasure. So let's just jump straight in, shall we? Jump Jackie? in. Let's jump go. In. <laughs> let's dive into the big stuff. It's a book really about managing grief and loss and the relationships that can help us survive and also that we avoid in, in a kind of nutshell. It's, it's, what made you think that's the book I want to write for your first novel? Um, I th- the original idea actually came from something quite different, which was that feeling that I say women, I'm sure men too, but that feeling that I think some women have occasionally where it's like, can you just all leave me alone for a minute? Particularly stop. in lockdown. Like, yeah, yeah. Stop <laughs> needing me and stop just, you know, probably shouldn't swear. Um, and right. my first idea was to actually just write a story about a woman that gets in her car and just drives away but um, from her life. But in this day and age with technology and all the way that, you know, we have to check in here, even before the pandemic, 
that's mm. not that easy anymore. And I'm not a good enough writer to be able to work out one of those sort of stories. So I thought, how could you sort of do that at home? So that was the idea. But then mm. Franny, who's the uh, main protagonist, kind of strutted in and it really became like, how, how, how is she doing that isolating at home, but also why? Uh, because this, as I say, this was um, pre-COVID, so self-isolating wasn't a thing then. No, like, yeah, it is now, but she yeah. does it for different reasons than the government. Yeah. And in a different way too, yeah. in a different way, yeah. The idea too of loss for me was probably more powerful than the grief, the trigger yeah. of grief for her yeah. storyline, in that um, that you can find companionship in loss and loss mm. is so variable uh, she's she's experiencing uh, I don't want to give too much of the book away because uh, listeners you must go out and buy these absolutely ones. but she's experiencing her loss through death but she is befriending people who have different losses but they're not any different as far as how it's creating great change and upheaval in life is mm. was that yeah. your intent yeah uh no <laughs> no 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 yeah well done <laughs> yeah 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 that's you. exactly um I um I mean it's no spoiler like it's in the first page you know that her husband got um knocked off his bike three three years before yeah. um by a, a young guy on ice and that's really what has started this whole spiral mm-hmm. and thank you for saying it's not just about grief because that is something that comes up uh, you know in 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 my massive amounts of reviews but no, when people do talk about it because I also think very modest cool. listeners those reviews are outstanding <laughs> but um I also see it as, as a as a massive love story because the problem really for Franny is that she and Frank her husband had that you know that soulmate relationship that yeah. you know often exists in fiction um but we're all kind of told you know to try and pursue and my my I have a great interest in life about that's great if you are so lucky to get that, but what happens when it's gone? Mm-hmm. And so there is there is that loss and dealing with other people's reaction to that loss, that that is a massive thing, I think, in grief and loss. And then, yes, there are all different kinds of loss and the family next door have their own um, quite marked sort of, you know, version of loss, which is not a death, but it's, it's having that, those kind of seismic effects in their life. Mm. I love the relationships. I'm glad you brought up the love story because yeah. the you've captured beautifully the essence of a partnership, mm. that they have their little habits, but their habits are um, joyful, they're connected, they have little routines that are just, the you know, theirs. And she's still trying to hold those routines, yeah. hold him close. Yeah, um, but it also is reminding her of how he's not there. Yeah, yeah, position yeah. of wanting to keep it going, but it also is painful. Um, yeah, was explored really well through that, and how she slowly is bringing uh, that gorgeous teenager across in the next one over. How she brought her into one of the rituals, and how she's starting to do that, opening up the rituals for others. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> was a beautiful way of showing. You can you can still keep it going. It might not be with the same person. Yeah, but yeah. But the love of the experience and and the ritual is you know in some way is part of still recognizing the loss, but actually shifting some elements of it to a bit more of a celebration of that yeah. unique it. connection yeah. and honoring it. So you know, I would agree. I think it's a you know great way, and you know 
at the moment you've got so many people that have lost so many different elements and loss means so many different things but the sharing Mm. of of that inner inner self is what sort of turns it into something else yeah yeah because I think also I mean everyone that's listening will will have lost someone else at some description at some point yeah and I think you know the one commonality is that you never know when that is going to get you and it's often the most mundane thing you are you know maybe you know you 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 one took out the glass the the recycling and one took out and you know it's 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 just those little things that will kill you you know it's not often the big anniversaries or whatever it's it's that moment when you're out and you see something that the last time you saw it was with him or her I don't know it's yeah and I think you're right is that it's not you know the big thing about loss is you never know when it's going to hit you outside the traumatic event or something that was the catalyst it it's that it's like you know the little monster in the corner that sneaks up behind you and sort of grabs you when when you you least expect it but it's you know it's about how you move through that I mean I lost my dad sort of two months ago and you know it's seeing seeing as you're walking around the street seeing a particular plant might bring it back because it brings back the experience and the feeling Well, yeah. the, the intimacy of yeah, that absolutely yeah. and the, the uniqueness yeah. of it but then there's other ways to celebrate yeah, yeah. And, character franny yeah um she is the most unlikable likable character i've read in a long time <laughs> <laughs> not unlike me sarah <laughs> uh, she, you know you don't want to like her do you is, is well it, that that is interesting because i i i was very uh, intrigued at the idea of talking to you two in particular because I, I was interested to think um, to discover what what you thought as from a psychologist's point of view like because I think as you read she is um, you know and prickly and um, a curmudgeon blah, blah 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 all that sort of stuff in a glamorous way don't let me put people off um, but um, I th- I, I'm hoping as you go along you realize one of the reasons she no longer sees all her family and friends one of the reasons is because she can't stand the loss in their eyes and also exactly mm-hmm. what you were saying Nikki you know there's those days where well you're you're doing all right you're you're just trying to get through it and then you run into someone who hasn't seen you for a while and yeah. they bring the grief up again because they yeah. oh. and it's like mate I was just trying to get some eggs and have a nice day today and maybe get yeah. a yeah and you've brought it and that's what it's it's um she's an armadillo do you know what I mean like she's that's her armor and I just wondered if that rang true you know from a psychologist's point of view okay it really did because I think um one of the safety mechanisms we have is to build walls to absolutely and that idea of pity is it resonates so strongly because you don't want pity no it's the wrong emotion to be handing people who have loss yeah and some days you can't handle it you can't and I think that's the thing is that pity can be so overwhelming so like to share a story when my father um passed away at his funeral so you know normally very somber day and you know lots of tears there was lots of tears but at my father's funeral I think we laughed more than we cried because the song he had when his coffin was lowered was um, Monty Python's Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I had so many people come up to me and go, you 
it was the best celebration. And yeah. it, yep, look, really sad he's not here. But that yeah. was him. Yeah. So now yeah. every time you hear that song, it's not about bringing back tears, but it actually makes you laugh from your toes. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, that, whereas we played Ave Maria at my 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 dad's, and it's like now I can never hear that song. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah. gonna like bring on the tears, but that just yeah. makes me absolutely nearly wet myself laughing. Yeah, and, and that's a like that's a great, great moment. Do you think you might need an awareness reality check? Hey, we all do at some point. That's why we created the quiz, the Ark, and we can take you through foundations of being self-aware and other aware and this can be the deal breaker in your life leadership and business so jump on it's free do the quiz and see where your gaps might be they could be the change you're looking for yeah i mean franny to me is an interesting character because underneath it she's so kind Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, she's and she's a lot of fun. Guy. She's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's the the thing I think is that um, I think she probably actually in some ways finds it quite hard to have. It it's, goes against her nature a bit to be so solitary because they were together really very yeah. social. And um, traveling and they, yeah, they were a very active, fun couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's very proud, and I think you know it's uh, sympathy. I guess that's a really interesting choice of words, sympathy versus pity, um, yes. because she doesn't want to see that. She talks about it, I think, that yes. look in, in other people's eyes. Yes. But then there is also that other, you know, dealing with other people's sadness, which um, can be very hard when you're carrying your own. But it's yes. it's a responsibility. And I saw that more as I went along, you know, the, the pain she's causing to others. Yeah. Through, through removing herself from their lives. Yeah, we're telling a lot about the book, but you know, this let's face it, it's not a book review. So yeah, you know, it's it's that the by not allowing other people to grieve with her, she is hurting yeah. them again. And he was a very loved man. Yeah, it's uh I'm talking about it as though it's a very interesting story and idea. It's a fascinating one in your mind. It it's a comment on what um, bereavement does, which can mm. make us really selfish. Yeah. And instead yeah. of her being able, because she's the connection to him. Mm. Yeah, um, and they can't kind of connect with him now because she's withdrawn. Yeah, that selfish, bereaved depression. Yeah, um, doesn't see that um, she's holding other people in their state of grief too because they can't process it now and move That's on right. because she's holding it. She owns it. Yeah, like so a double. Say, it's like a double whammy, isn't it? Yeah, kind of well, like. But what's the answer, ladies? Like how uh, you know she obviously handles it quite you know badly. Is there a way of like, you know, protecting yourself, but also, you know, um, allowing those people to grieve around you without that taking you down as well? I mean, how do you do that? I don't think you can. I think that mm. the, the message for me is it's not right or wrong. Yeah. yeah you feel it's it as you need to feel it. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And everything can be repaired. She can ring them up and explain, you know, yeah. state of mind. Yeah. But it really is. This is how she's doing it with uh, some very good gin, may I say. Uh, <laughs> I had to do a lot of research. Um, um, sure yeah. did, Jackie. Uh, many, many. Yeah, thanks for know. thanks for the invite. <laughs> you know. oh, don't worry. Post lockdown, isn't it? Okay, yeah, we'll even even as we talk, though. The, the pardon, the bells. Yeah, we'll be there with bells. We'll just go oh, all over see? together. Very good. One fact, mind. 
I thought you were bringing the Bell's whiskey, which you can do that too. Um, oh, yeah, we can do that too. But even as you're talking, I'm thinking you're teaching me a lesson for, you know, God forbid the next time it happens to me. But, like, I guess you could sort of say to some people, look, you know, I'm, I really want to catch up for your birthday, but can we make this day one where we don't talk about him or Frank or it or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, because I think that's the thing. It's like I just want to have a nice day and when once yeah. you start, I'm going to go down and with you, you know, and that's, you've got to recover in some way. Um, recover is maybe not the word, but you've got, to, you've got to live. Well, you do. You have to find a life past the loss and yeah. you can't if every time it comes into your life, you shun it or block it. That's and right. that, you know, and her inability to sit in her grief yes. means that she holds, as you said, other people hostage in it, but yeah. she's not moving on. But yeah. it's a lovely story about the most unexpected people or most unexpected things in life can sometimes be the path forward. Yeah. You know, the neighbours moving in, weirdly enough, is connecting her back and reminding her mm. joy can be found and that that there's some worth about being alive now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doesn't devalue what, what she's had either. So there's still always a place for the value of those traditions, the connection, the relationship and all those things, but still allows you to open your eyes to appreciate new things as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're a bit of a bridge, the little family next door, because it's, you know, the mother, the teenage um, daughter and the little eight-year-old boy. And they are very, because she is a lot of fun and she is very flamboyant as well as, you know, an enthusiastic drinker as I say but she's very worldly and glamorous and they are very attracted to her but I think she she enjoys they they're just meeting her as a single identity I think that's really important and I think that's the hard thing that people struggle with um you know through the grieving process of who I am who I who am I without them yeah. You know, what's my identity in other people's eyes? Loves like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Those yeah. complex, deep love. You question friendships, you question connections. Was it because they liked, you know, him better than me and I was just yeah. tag along? Like what what, oh, what is it? Now, oh, no, no, no. Equal, equal footing of funniness. Um, is that can you feel that in divorce too? I mean, we've yeah. all had friends that divorce and you think. Uh oh, am I still going to see him or her, or how do we do Absolutely. this? You know? And that would kill me to lose. We, my husband and I, have lots of mutual friends. You know, yeah, I already know they'd choose me, but you know, I'll just say, who would they choose? Why do they have to? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask you a, a, a you know, a, a nose hair pulling one. Okay. Is the relationship of Frank and Franny based on yours? Uh well. It's funny you should ask there. It, it is funny because one of my mates um, read it and said, oh, you know, she, it really made her question her marriage. And I said, I said, hey, he's fiction. This husband is fiction. And, in fact, he was, he was so um, perfect in the memories that uh, when, when I went through the editing process, they were like, you're going to have to. And I, I, had, I had thought it. Um, but, you know, can I have no fantasies in life? I had thought. But so I did have to add a few flaws to him. But, look, definitely there is, uh, you know, my husband, pretty much my best friend, you know, and we have been together since a long, 
excuse me, time. Um, and we do have a great time together. You know, we still, like, you know, a, a Saturday night where it's just us will still look like we had 12 people for a party, you know. We have Jackie's Instagram, I can guarantee that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, he's still the one, you know, he's the only person I can really travel with and, you know, not get sick of, mostly because I'll just say stop talking. And, you know, we will have massive long chats and whatever. And we have been together for 30 years and it's still, but I understand how special that is. You know, I yeah. realise that that's to be married to, you, um, you know, one of your best friends is a pretty amazing thing. But so that's, I think, very easy for me to put my head into that space of like, so what if that went? That would be you. And she says, you know, you, you're losing your friend and your husband. Whereas, Absolutely. Yeah. I want to ask you something, you know, writing a book, did the characters become alive at some point? You know how you start the story and you're developing them, you're creating them, and then they take on their own life. You actually now know how they would speak, what they would do in any circumstance. Did that happen to you? A lot, Uh, especially with the little boy, Josh, next door. Like he was completely... um, not a device I just I just wanted the woman next door to have two kids and, and it, the relationship was really going to be about Franny and the 16 year old daughter D. but mm-hmm. Josh came in and so he came from being you know sort of set decorating and he just started trotting around and strutting <laughs> around and I, uh, Franny I've said it before Franny fell in love with him because I fell in love with him and I you know yeah. so in the same way I created this ideal husband I also created this ideal son you know I could have that kid I would have had him he could grow up to be an arsehole we never know Um, (laughs) I never know you never know you never know yeah there was lots of things and and even Franny's you know her interest I mean someone um asked me this week am I really uh do I paint um am I really into art because she um apparently I described her art because she is an artist her you know her work so fully in detail it's like no, I am not a painter. I mean, I, I appreciate it, whatever. And, uh, you know, I had a little dabble when I was young, like we all do, but it's not, a, it's not a pastime now. But it was her thing. And I just, I don't know, she just was like, right, we're really, you know, I need to know a lot about this. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was weird. <laughs> it is weird. It is weird that they come alive and then you know yeah. them. They're nearly like real but not real. Yes, yes. Yeah. Even the way I'm talking about her and them now, it is pretty odd. It's like it it's is. like it sounds it, like they're yeah. sitting it's like your aunt and Franny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got this mate Franny, and she's you know, oh gosh, she's oh, been whatever. She's a big drinker yeah. and a big party girl, but we <laughs> yeah. you know. yeah, love it. Oh dear. Do you think you might need an awareness reality check? Hey, we all do at some point. That's why we created the quiz, the Ark, and we can take you through foundations of being self-aware and other aware and this can be the deal breaker in your life leadership and business so jump on it's free do the quiz and see where your gaps might be they could be the change you're looking for why do you think um you used booze what what was what were you what was the story you were trying to tell with her drinking I think, um, I mean, one thing was that they had had a very, you know, because they they used booze in a very celebra- celebratory way, you know. Yeah. Um, they were not, uh, well, yeah, I mean, everyone has a different idea what problem drinking is and whatever, but, you know, they would not have seen themselves as that. And she's, uh, you know, I, I think 
there's that there's that ritual and that um, mm. elegance because she's still you know when she's not on a bender maintains a really lovely way you know she even though she's on her own she'll get out the champagne glass and all that sort of yeah. stuff or a cocktail glass um you know things slip off after a while but what was once celebrate celebratory um and joy- got it well done yeah thank you <laughs> writer um eventually becomes at times quite something really quite ugly and damaging um so I I don't, I don't know why I look I guess you know write what you know and yeah. Sarah you know I do love a coffee pot. um but um yeah I guess it's you know when does that slip off the into something else and also I'm glad you took it down there yeah I'm glad that you you made what was probably as you start the book an understanding an acceptable way of drinking yeah circumstances and a lifestyle i'm glad that you didn't do happy ending on that and made it actually a toxic thing yeah a dangerous path that she's traveling down and does travel down yeah yeah. it evolves it from that celebration and the experience that it was for them as a couple Mm. to be more of the sort of destructive habit bad self-medicating yeah and also i think i um you know, um, a cave to hide, yeah. in, you know. Um, but, I mean, the one, uh, a couple of people have said they like that, um, oh, it's a bit of a spoiler, but anyway, but, you know, like at the end it's not like she discovers AA and then blah, 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 you know. Yeah, there's, I'm glad you didn't do that. You know, she didn't start as an alcohol. It's not about the alcohol. It's actually about the grief and the loss. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's you, just, you know, you know and the maybe, mechanism of getting through it. Yeah. It's, Can that happen, girls? Like, I don't know. I'm just being polyamorous. Definitely, definitely. Especially if that's, you know, and I was just thinking, the, the drinking is is her connection to her husband. That's this right. what they did together. So, again, you know, opening a bottle of champers, watching the Oscars with a, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that is, again, keeping the rituals going. And, and we're always told maintain your rituals. That's correct. Um, okay. You know, so for her, that's yeah. a ritual. Um, yeah. Misery, yeah, it becomes... Yeah. Yeah, a beast within That's itself. But it's yeah. also part of that process of, you know, still keeping it alive. Mm. And yeah. and and you know, it's it's the sort of aha moment where you sort of go, okay, it's probably not there yeah. anymore. Yeah, those three bottles maybe were a little yeah, tough. should have stopped at one. But you know, it's a very funny book too. So I don't want mm. people to think. Uh, yeah, thank God. Talk yeah. about that. <laughs> Let's go back to funny. It is actually. She <laughs> is funny. The humour is hilarious. Your wit reads right through it. Like, you know, your dry um, observations that are very comical. Um, I think you've captured certainly Melbourne really well, certainly mm-hmm. the uh, Bentley area hilariously well, um, and some gorgeous <laughs> references through there. But she's a very smart, funny woman, and you do actually laugh at I don't often laugh books you know when I read them because yeah, yeah but I have I have done the blurt while reading it um you know when she said something <laughs> quite wicked particularly to the kids yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> and yeah. It goes straight over there and, they, and your response is the kids are going what and she just says you know you can imagine her shaking head going no, I'm not explaining it if you don't yeah. get it, don't get it. <laughs> yeah 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 I love yeah. I love the humor through it because it's it's like when you watch a play it, it, it can be too intense because yes. of the topic yeah. And if you don't have those beautiful um, snaps of humour and lightness and you can see who she could have been or was, um, yeah. it, it, it would take away from wanting to sit with her. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Humour makes her, again, very, very human and likeable. 
Mm. And I, I think that's life too. Like Nikki was saying before about, you know, playing that song at, you know, your dad's funeral, you know, you that that's what keeps us going, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, there's those, <laughs> I mean, I didn't want it to be funnier at the beginning, but then it just kept getting sad. And I, you know, I think life is a bit sad, you yeah. know, but then yeah. you'll be in the middle of something and then it can seem really somber. And I mean, you know, that humour is my way of coping in life. Um, yeah. And it always has been since I was a kid, you know, but I see a lot of humour in, in opportune moments, perhaps, you know, but that mm-hmm. I love that about life, you know, like during lockdown last year and, you know, my mum was living here and, you know, my favourite moment work-wise was when I was doing um, a Zoom with me in Melbourne. I was the only member of the Melbourne team dealing with the Sydney office and they had, so they were all not in lockdown. So it was the big, beautiful boardroom in our Sydney office. It was the clients, there was my boss and some of our staff and then just me in my Melbourne um, bedroom, <laughs> come office. And my mum came in in her pajama, her her pajamas covered in kittens, saying, "Did you want a cup of tea?" And it was like you could they were flannel like pajamas, you know. There's no way of covering that, you know. And it was just hilarious, yeah, you know. And like I recover. Like I was trying to be really mature, like no thanks. But you know, then I'm just sitting. I nearly had to t- turn my camera off because it was like I'm not going to get around this again. Yeah. Zoom has taught us all to be a bit more humble. I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think you might need an awareness reality check? Hey, we all do at some point. That's why we created the quiz, The Arc, and we can take you through the foundations of being self-aware and other aware. And this can be the deal breaker in your life, leadership and business. So jump on, it's free, do the quiz and see where your gaps might be. They could be the change you're looking for. Yeah. Well, let's have a little look now um, at your score for our um, Aware Reality Check, and you did make me laugh. So your score was in the choice, which means you've got beautiful developing external awareness, um, and your work would be on your own awareness, and, and you're finding that, and you, when you read the book, you can see that. Mm. You know, you're an observer of people. You obviously get people and you see how they work and you understand people. What did you think about your, your score? I, I, I was interested because I was trying to get my head around what you were trying to discover and also the yeah. meanings of it. So when you say, is that, do you mean like I'm working more on my self-awareness now? That's delving into yourself more and trying to connect more and more with you because your external awareness, which is how you read people and how you let people see you. And yeah, see that, totally can see that in your humour, in everything. Yeah. We may have a little bit of similarities going on here. Uh, right. um, <laughs> about um, understanding yourself at a deeper level. So yeah. moving in to you at a deeper level and understanding that, that's, that's all the score said is that we this, the awareness reality check is looking at the balance of external yeah. awareness. Yeah. And that's basically yes. that 80% of people think they're really aware when they're not. And it's because there's four components really of awareness and two subtypes. So um, it really means that they're not good or bad outcomes. Yeah. They're just showing your growth. And, you know, in your industry as a writer, and actually that's just remind me, can you talk a little bit about Uganda? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a... I know you and I didn't realise that. <laughs> Um, well, it was a, it was an odd. Um, I mean, the beautiful thing about my work from being 
in journalism, PR, copywriting. I mean, journalism and PR, if you're a sticky beak, they're the jobs. They are the jobs um, because, and also if you, if you don't, if you find it hard to stick to things for a long time, because you can dip into all these different lives and worlds yeah. um, and get a good old gander, not you gander, get a good old gander. There's my husband's just come back with the dog um, and, but not, not have to be mired in it, you know, yeah. um, one stage I was the editor of a craft magazine called Get Creative owned by Spotlight. We did a partnership with, as in Spotlight, with World Vision where um, Spotlight sent sewing machines over to uh, Uganda, well, a couple of different areas in Africa, but Uganda in particular. And then amazingly, it was the most incredible opportunity. Uh, I was able to go with, with some of the team, both some Spotlight people and um, World Vision people over to Uganda and see the machines in use by the, by the women over there. It was, and yeah, it was mind blowing. Yeah. What did you take from that? If you, if you had to say the lesson I learned going there. Look, it, there, there was more than one. One was definitely um, a deeper understanding of exactly how privileged we are here. I don't know, seeing it on a screen or whatever, but actually being, and, you know, going into, um, into camps you know where people have been mm. displaced um and you know seeing girls going to water holes where honestly you wouldn't let your dog drink out of them but but also I, th I i think incredible pride people still taking incredible pride like being in a internally displaced um people's camp and that's you know some of these kids had been born and grown up there the camp had been there for over 20 years i mean it was wow so heartbreaking but to see a woman out the front of her tent sweeping the dust I mean it's just yeah. all unbelievable another family showing me they they were farmers which meant they had probably like five pigs or something taking me and showing me like it was like their Tupperware collection which was really just like old if they'd managed to get some old containers from ice cream and stuff and they but they had they had containers and they had some actual real sort of Tupperware you know, and and the joy in their in their faces. You know, um, that sounds really condescending, but I'm just saying, still, you know, whatever you've got, taking pride in it, it was a yeah. pretty amazing thing. Oh, look, I love that, and I don't think it's condescending. I think no. it's a, a life lesson that you know, no matter what your circumstances. That, that it comes from within your pride and your happiness yeah. and it, whether you've got ice cream containers which other people don't have or you've got a bmw or whatever yeah yeah, so yeah. The pride is is not in the object but in yourself yeah you care for it and that's and correct and earned it yeah. and you value it and you yeah, value you the sacrifices yeah. that you know people have made to have that because for them to have an ice cream container required a sacrifice required them to have you know to go out of their way and and keep that and retain it and you know I think it's just reminding you of you know humanity isn't about the possessions that we have in front of us humanity is about what's within and drives and that self-pride and the values of connecting with people you know as you said you remember the person sweeping the the dirt not because you're thinking, what are they doing that for? That's a waste yeah. of time. 
it's the fact that they take pride in whatever their home is. Yeah, yeah. The other funny one that I remember, though, was uh, in the van coming, I think it was from the airport at one stage, going to a hotel or something, and I was telling the driver how much we played. We paid for avocados here, and he nearly crashed the car. He was like, "Are you kidding?" Because like they literally grew on the side of the road there. And he was like, "You know, it was sort of like you guys think you're so great. You pay that for avocados." It was very funny. Uh, everything's relative, isn't it? Absolutely. Yes. yes. Uh, Jackie, where can people? We're going to give links um, at the end of this for our listeners to rush out and order your book and highly recommend it. I think 100%. I think the book will take you on a little journey that's unexpected and make you sit in your own ideas about love and about connection and about loss. And, and as I said, it's a funny book. It's got great humour through mm. it. Uh, yeah, I think it's really worth the read. Where can they get it from? Thank you very much. Um, so basically, you know, it is always good to support local bookstore so do hassle your local bookstore for starters but it is um available from readings and dimmicks and if you're international you can get it from the book depository um like really um go read it uh, rate it on uh, amazon or book depository because that always helps uh, great book jackie yeah Love well it. done um, thank you now you might do the other one yes um, <laughs> It's happening. It's happening. That one too, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, really great story, and wish you the best. Thank yeah. you. Thank and you. thank you so much for joining us. You know, oh, it's really... been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I've got a free shrink session. myself for minutes. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, See you. Right. See Bye. you later. Made a podcast with a bit of a wild ride. We went from grief being monsters in the corner of the room to a beautiful love story, soul partners, pride, connection, and we even managed to put in drinking rituals. <laughs> That's so like us. Choice as a part of the awareness reality check scaling tells us that people get you and they love that about you because you understand them and their motivations. But while you're busy looking at people, perhaps you need to turn the spotlight back on yourself. It seems you may be spending quite a lot of time observing other people and trying to understand their behavior and motivations. And in this way, you can become unfocused on your own growth. The key to getting unstuck and exceeding your dreams is to become truly aware and that will let you balance your emotions, develop the internal insight you're needing and understand why other people react like they do. Let's create the change you need for that real success. And let's be fearless. We already know you've got a lot of skills and a lot of awareness. Time to amp it up. Again, our fantastic guest, Jackie Byron, is offering a very special offer to our lovely Aware Tribe listeners. She's um, happy to give away two of her very valuable books, The Happy Hour, um, all you need to do is do the quiz online, the free ARC quiz, and uh, send us an email directly with your results, and we will get that book to you. Again, thank you, Jackie. You can contact Jackie through uh, her website, Jackie Byron, B-R-Y-O-N, um, and Happy Hour 
on her Instagram. Um, and in general, if you want uh, any more information, you can contact us and we'll put you in touch. Uh, we thank Jackie again and uh, really appreciate her generosity in gifting that incredible book to our listeners. Um, that's all for now. See you next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening to the Aware Podcast and we really hope you enjoyed our guest's insight and a little quiz at the end just for a bit of fun. Music for the Aware Podcast is by Tape Machine featuring LFA. The song title is This Is Who I Am. If you would like to be a guest or contact us regarding the Aware platform, please email awarearcgroup at gmail.com. Com. That's aware, A-R-C, arc, group, at gmail.com. We are Nikki Mackie and Sarah Godfrey. See you next time.